Welcome to the Coming Home Well podcast, the show that educates, supports, and advocates for the veteran community. Your host, Dr. Tyler Piron, U.S. Army retired, will bring you exciting conversations with amazing guests about resources, research, and military history, all geared to helping our warriors to come home well. Here's your host, Dr. Tyler Piron. Welcome to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Tyler Piron. And today we are going to talk about something that should be near and dear to your heart, the American dream. And you say, well, Tyler, what in the world do benefits and VA stuff and being a veteran have to do with the American dream? Well, everything, because a lot of people serve for a lot of different reasons, whether it's to go to school or just get out of the little town that you might have grown up in. Everybody has a different reason for joining the service. And that's awesome. But then you get out and you want to achieve the American dream, whatever that is for you. So we have Dr. Paul Lawrence, the former undersecretary for benefits at the Veterans Administration. And he is going to talk with us about using benefits to accelerate your pursuit of the American dream. Welcome to the show again, Paul. Hey, it's great to be with you, Tyler. So I love the entire concept of the American dream because it is literally why everyone in the world comes here. We don't have a whole bunch of people leaving America to go to other countries. Everyone's trying to come here, and it's a lot of political discussion about how many people and the southern border. And I'm not worried about any of that, but it shows that people want to come to America because they recognize the American dream. So we have soldiers that go and sailors and Marines and Coast Guard. They earn all these benefits, and so many of them don't even know what they are. That's, that's the first thing. And how in the world do you use them to achieve the American dream is a really great question. So I'll just say, hey, how do these benefits work to achieve the sure. American dream? Sure. Well, let's take a step back and talk about the American dream. And the way I always think about it is go to one of the most important documents in the history of the world, but certainly of our country. It's the Declaration of Independence, where they write, pursue life, go after life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the pursuit of happiness at this time really meant wealth. They, they, they toyed with pursuit of wealth, and they chose happiness. And it was sort of economic prosperity was sort of how what it meant. It wasn't just a funny joke. It was that, right? And so over time, I think you can remember sort of how this translates. It translates into being able to earn a living, often a job, live in a great community, care for your kids, raise a family, and then sets in motion kind of an understanding that each generation does better than the one before it. And what you do is you pursue this sort of thing is up to you, as you point out, but that's sort of the vision of what's behind it, right? Pursuit of happiness, pursuit of wealth. And you see that what makes our country richer, literally, as well as figuratively. So now think about military service, right? So you go off and you now volunteer to do this, right? So it's not like back in the day where you got, you actually want to do this. You demonstrate a willingness to exercise what I will call the responsibilities of citizenship to demonstrate, take care of our way of life, you know, how that plays its way out. And where the benefits come in, as you have to understand, is now the benefits enable veterans to accelerate. So you could say, well, if I didn't go off to service, I could save and buy a house and do these different things. But the benefits set in motion your ability to accelerate relative to your non-veteran peers. And we can talk about that. But the easiest way to think about it 
is the home loan guarantee, right? If you're a civilian and you want to purchase a home, you have to come up with a down payment. It could take you years to save that, depending upon, save for that, depending upon your situation. But with the home loan guarantee as a veteran, you can purchase a home with no money down. So you avoid waiting multiple years while you save. So that's one of the examples of how you can accelerate your pursuit relative to your peers. And if you think about it, you like to think there was some real thinking about that behind. So, you know, for veterans, for demonstrating the responsibilities of citizenship, they get these extra things called benefits. Not only are they well-paid, we like to think while in service, but there are some other things for them. So I think it actually makes some sense if you take a step back and say, what's really the vision of what you would do in our country, the American dream? How does taking this step forward and sort of protecting our way of life benefit the country, but also you when you return and become a veteran? I've always loved the entire home loan guarantee because anybody that is you know reasonably responsible and is a veteran can go get, you still have to have a credit score and all these things, but it really removes so many hurdles. Now there's their own, there's own, it's got its own challenges sometimes, especially right. in this overheated market. People don't want to do it because there's so many protections built in uh, to the home loans, which is awesome for the person taking the loan, less so for the person selling. But that is just the very beginning of, of really all the benefits that help us sure. towards the American dream. That's right. So let's go through, I sort of developed the top 10 list and you can see kind of how they all work sort of like that. So you'd say, what are my top 10 tips to veterans from having observed kind of this all through in the job, the previous job I was in when I was in government. So let's kind of talk about the things that help you pursue happiness, right? Generate economic opportunity. And certainly, as you and I have talked before, number 10 would be the importance of increasing your education, right? More education, more skills done right, a better job, for example. And so we know one of the most powerful benefits is the GI Bill education benefit, right? And so it's natural to say, well, it's just college, but it's not just college. It can be college, it can be what we once would have called a trade school. That's unfair now, right? These are some of the most lucrative jobs in our country. Oh, but, it yeah. can also be, but can also be things where you don't need a college education. There's a lot of credentialing. I know this is more of your expertise than mine, but a certificate in cybersecurity now can have you jump over a lot of things. There's apprenticeship. There's apprenticeships and even things like flight schools. Very quickly, you can become a pilot and earn in the mid six figures if you're really so disposed. So the education benefit really is one of those things where you improve your skills and therefore you can earn more money. So that's what I would call number 10. All right. So number 10 is education, which, as you said, there's so many different opportunities. And I, we've talked about it before. It's not just college. I used the GI Bill. I've used every minute of it. And I, I drained every second of it because it's such a great thing but you don't have to use it for college. So what would be number nine? Number nine is the importance of buying life insurance. And this is very, very important. And it's one of those things where, <clears throat> excuse me, particularly important because you want to do it while you're young. And it's one of those dilemmas. You don't want to do it, but you really want to do it while you're young. And it really has to be thinking about your older self will thank you when you do this, right? And you have to sort of have this moment and you realize if I'm not here, others depend upon me, right? And life insurance is really the possibility of income protection or replacement if you are no longer around, right? So VA offers some 
potentially attractive life insurance programs, especially if you're service disabled and you might not be able to purchase this in the commercial market. But buying life insurance is a good way to increase wealth and protect those who you might not be there to be able to protect through employment and, and income. So that is something we have not really talked about on the show. So the life insurance, I, I know that there's like a $10,000 one you get if you're disabled, if you apply a certain amount of time. Is there a separate program where you can get more than that? Well, they just, they just raised the amount to 40000 so this new. No, there's not. It is kind of constrained to these lower numbers, but there are different programs, programs that will pay off your mortgage if you're, you know, are not able to do it. There's program, there's programs that will, there's life insurance and there's uh, unable to work. So there's different programs, but why they're important, while they're maybe not as great as some of the offerings in the private sector, they are good for folks who are service disabled, who may not be able to get private sector options. And so I think it's one of those things where you hate to think about it, but you really want to think about it. And like I said, your older self will thank you later because again, I know when we were talking before, when you get disability compensation, if you pass, does your, let's say your wife, does she get the same amount? No, she won't. You get another version of a benefit and you can make up the difference with life insurance. And that's why this is so important, right? The ability to plan ahead and understand like literally nobody lives forever. This is just how it works. And again, there's a good, there's a good offering that, that being a veteran and opens the door to. Okay, so that was number nine. What would be number eight? Number eight, I would say, is definitely the home loan guarantee, right? The ability to purchase a home with no money down and home ownership, while it has its issues, it is still one of the best things going on in terms of in terms of one of the, the things, the assets you will own that generate historically in our country, owning a home is one of the best things you can do to generate wealth, right? Not only do you live in it, a great community all the sort of things, schools, raise kids, all the kind, have a family, all those things, but as a place to generate wealth. And where this will become important, Tyler, is so many veterans have used the equity raised in the, the equity that comes out of their home to start their own business. Okay. So this is one of these things where you realize, oh, it's not just the home. It's an, an equity generating asset which can be used for the business. So I've always wanted to open my own business. I need to raise some money. Wow, my house is now worth more than I paid for. I can take the equity out and use it. So it has not only just you know, quality of life, but also it enables other sort of things which relate to the American dream. And owning your own business is something so many people in our country want to do. And veterans, by and large, are not able to do that very much. I think like 5% of the CEOs are veterans, whereas coming out of World War II, like it was like in the 90s. So veterans were much better back then of owning their own business and sort of setting their own destiny. I never thought about it as a thing to help start a business or something. Obviously, the home loan, most people are familiar with in some regard. And it's a great program. I've, I've bought several homes with it over the years mm -hmm. and, and folding it over. But yeah, I never thought about starting a business or using it as a line of equity for another venture. And so that's one of those things where you go, oh, I didn't quite know that, but that's what you can do. And, and those loan, home equity loan can also be used for things like college and debt and stuff like that. So it's all, it's all kind of there. And again, you go into it not having sunk a lot of money into it. So it's, it's really something non-veterans cannot do as easily or as cheaply and conveniently. So that was number seven, if uh, my math holds. No, that was number eight. That okay, was number eight. see, my math is terrible. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's seven, why I write everything down. <laughs> but seven is related to that, which is if you presently do own a home now, it's still a great time to refinance your loan. Interest rates are going up, but they are still at a relatively low period of time. So for folks who are homeowners listening to that, I suggest they go look at their mortgage on their home loan and see if it's a little bit greater than 3%, you can probably refinance it with something in the 2% and essentially pay less every month and save the difference. Okay. So again, interest rates will rise. So if you're replaying this show a year from now, can't guarantee that will be true, but in the short term, that's something to do. And again, this is a way to have more cash because you'll take your thousand dollar a month payment for your home turn it into $750 a month. I'm making this example up and you then can pocket the $250. That's what so, refinances. So how is that a veteran benefit? Because tell, walk me through that because I know sure. how, so, there's so, a special thing to it. Well, there's a little bit of special thing. You can do it with the home loan. You can do it through the home loan guarantee, right? So that enables you to, is it special? Others can do it, but the fees charged as a veteran are less. So there's a special benefit. There's a special benefit to it being a veteran. So you're and right. it's streamlined. Streamlined, re, streamlined, refine, Earls. There's just a whole bunch of different things. But the point is, and because the people already have your paperwork as a veteran, it should be easier to do. Can't guarantee it, but that's that's I've it. refinanced so that's, since 2006 from six and a half down to, I think it was like two and a quarter, which right. for the same house- it cut it more than like in half of interest. It was amazing. And that's something just people need to understand, which is, again, the home ownership sets in motion these really interesting things. Yeah. So yeah. you're- You, you pay the protect- same amount and twice as much as going to the principal. Yeah. That's exactly, that's right. You can, you have a whole bunch of strategies. You can keep it and spend it. You can pay down the principal faster. There's a whole bunch of things that sets in motion, essentially the creation of wealth. And again, back to the American dream. So that's- Absolutely. Kind of- that's and not being able, not having to owe somebody else is an amazing thing. That's a when they talk originally about the pursuit of happiness, it was being so rich you didn't have to do anything yourself and you could follow your dreams and be a gentleman farmer or whatever it is you wanted to do. So yeah, we've moved no. past on that, but yeah, these things are uh, definitely a place of your own instead of paying someone else. It's right. always amazing. Right. Uh, so that was number seven. We're on number six. Number six. So this is. This is for folks who say, I would like to have been able to purchase a home, but my credit score is a mess, right? It's a low credit score. I stumbled out of the blocks and now I'm really having a hard time. Well, there's no magic to this one, but VA started a program a couple of years ago, a couple, three years ago now called the Veterans Benefits Banking Program, VBVP, Veterans Benefits Banking Program, where veterans can have access to banks. And there's a lot of veterans didn't use banks. They got their benefits as a check or a debit card because they just were just not aware of the importance of having a bank in their life or having a relationship with the bank. And often it was, well, I don't want to put my benefits into a bank because I, they charge a fee to open an account. Well, the Association of Military Banks of America got together with VA and found it's, it's about 50 organizations now, banks and credit unions, that will allow veterans to have accounts with no fees. So you now have access to be able to start establish a relationship with a bank. And what they also promise is if there is some reason you cannot open an account, perhaps it's because you had real bad credit course, 
they will work with the veteran to make that not be true. So they promise they will work with you to figure out how you can open an account so you can deposit money electronically, generally your benefits, but other reasons too. Okay, so now you have the access, the ability to work with a bank and establish a relationship with a bank. And as you, banks have lots of financial information to help you improve your credit score. But they've since introduced another benefit through this program, another feature of it, called they call it 2.0, Veterans Benefits Bank 2.0, where veterans through the program and through the website can actually sign up for an hour of free financial counseling from a certified counselor. So you get an hour, they give you a homework assignment to bring your budget and whatever, and they can help guide you in the right direction. So again, non-veterans would have to pay for this. Others get this for free. You can sign up if you want and pay more for more hours, but that's really not the point. It's establishing a relationship with the bank with no fees and then getting some counseling for financial or credit score or the like to help people get into a better financial situation. Been poor in my life. When I was a young soldier, I was looking through my LESs that I had in my filing cabinet going back to like early mid nineties. And I was like, how in the world did I eat? And I realized I ate in the dining facility. I lived in the barracks. I didn't have any expenses. I literally just spent the amount that I made that month at Costco the other day. And I realized <laughs> a lot of things change, but at the same time, when you're poor or you're, you're made some bad financial decisions, life is really tough and right. it's really expensive. Uh, to go cash a check at Walmart, they're going to charge you some percentage. They're going it, to, it's very expensive to be poor. And so that's I think that's a great way with this benefit, with the VA working with the banks to have an account where they're not going to try to rake you over the coals for depositing a check, taking money out left and forward. Pretty soon that $100 becomes 75 with all these fees. They're, they got rid of that because they recognize it's a problem. And a lot of folks don't, if you've always grown up with electronic banking and things like there's a lot of folks that don't. And right. yeah, I didn't realize it until later in life. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a thing. Paper checks only and it gets expensive. Yeah, no. And, and, and dealing with debit cards where they take fees, the same sort of thing. And also there's an element in this day and age of just things aren't safe, right? If you're in the wrong electronic systems, people can steal your information you're waiting on a check, it might not be delivered because of the mail or some social unrest or just a whole series of things. Whereas things that are done electronically, you generally count on that happens on the first of the month or the 15th of the month. You can, it's very safe and it's just, and so the banks are a really great place. Now you don't have to love them. I got it, but there's lots of banks, very competitive industry, find one that works for you. You'll be surprised how good that is. So that's a great benefit. So what is your next of the top 10? So this is one that is, is sort of, you have to work your way through. So I think what we need to do is not only worry about veterans who are sort of traveling down the path without bumps, but we also be thinking about, we talked about homes and refinancing, but what about veterans who are potentially not able to, maybe even bordering on homeless? And so this is a little bit of, hey, this could be you, or quite frankly, you might see somebody or know somebody, right? So the classic example is, you're driving down the road, there at the stoplight, someone says homeless veterans. So what can you do? What's available? Or you might say, hey, I think like you were describing your younger self, I'm on the verge of being homeless. I'm having some problems with money. What can I do? Well, VA has a homeless programs office that is supposed to be working on this. And you can call a number and get not only get help for yourself, 
but you can also talk about that. Report somebody you see, that person on the street with, hey, they have the, the cardboard sign, I'm a homeless veteran. So I would share that number and say, you know, think about the situation, whether it's you in route, so homeless prevention, you see somebody who needs some help, you can call, they'll offer help, even in the example of the cardboard sign, come and try to locate the person and see if they are not are eligible for benefits. So I would share that number a couple of times. This is the homeless hotline, 877-424-3838, 877-424-38. So a buddy, it's not just homeless, but in route, let's talk about prevention and the like. And there's a lot of programs available for veterans to assist them in their family, housing, food, and the like. So I would say we just, went, we just went through a riff of home, but under these sort of, well, wow, this is actually not something I can see right away. There are resources available for you if you become homeless or en route to home or somebody you care about, or quite frankly, just see who you think would be a veteran. That is a tremendous benefit. And a lot of, we don't think about it necessarily. Not everybody is in that same situation. And so you, if you're not in that socioeconomic problem, you don't think about it as much. But folks, if you are listening and you are potentially homeless, you know a homeless veteran or somebody that is on the edge of going to be homeless or hungry, we actually just had a number of podcasts throughout February talking about this. We had interviews with the reach out programs at the VA medical centers. They really do care. If you know anybody, call the numbers Paul just gave you or reach out to your local VA medical center and ask for the homeless coordinator. They're there to help. They live and breathe this. They have a lot of different resources that you may not know about. They were I was astounded at the number of programs and ways they can help. And sometimes yeah. it takes just a little bit of time, but usually they're very quick about making sure someone isn't homeless or hungry. So that's a really important one. Yeah, and especially to that point, homeless prevent preventing homelessness is even just as important as dealing with it. So you think, hey, I'm kind of worried I might end up there. It's still okay to call. It's, still yeah, okay it's a to lot cheaper and easier to help before you're homeless. Right. Yeah. So there's things like that that will reduce the stress. All now, right. num- number four, and I know this is something you're familiar with, you say, listen, you know, I don't want a traditional job. I don't want to live in a home. Well, don't forget, and this is not offered through Department of Veterans Affairs, but through a- Department of Agriculture is you can be a farmer. There's a lot of programs available through USDA to enable veterans to become farmers. So even if you say, hey, I know nothing about farming, there's teaching and training and education and mentorship. They work with a series of nonprofits to help veterans. If you say, hey, I have a history of farming. I want to buy a farm. They have loan programs. and So it's really one of these things that you don't often think about, but actually like every, like so much in our country, the average age of farmers is going up. They a won't lot. live forever. They won't. We need younger veterans to come in and be farmers too. So it's also even part of our national security thing. If you think about it, if we have our own food, we don't have to depend on other countries. And there's a lot there that veterans could look at. And I know you've had guests on who've talked about this in detail, but I would just say it's something people don't think about. And it also satisfies a lot of veterans like to be outside, work in just a different environment. They can't imagine being in an office. They don't want to be in the IT industry, but yet they know there's some, there's some passion for them around that. And again, Department of Agriculture has a lot of programs. Say so being a farmer is probably shorthand for a wide range of opportunities there. It is so many things. I have a friend who is a mason, a bricklayer, and he started his own bricklaying company and it's quite 
successful, like most of the trades are now. And he also raises cows. And, and I've been out to his farm and he does both and he loves it. And it's just a whole family thing. But at the same time, you don't think of like farming as necessarily like wheat fields. It can be. It can also be raising cows or I have another friend who raises hemp out in mm-hmm. one of the southern areas of Virginia. And it sells out and he's, I, he is the last person you would think of as a farmer if you met him. But, you right. know, he's got all these acres of hemp to grow and makes a good living at it. And so there's a lot out there. And to get the help, as opposed to necessarily just a GI Bill, you can use that too to get education and whatnot. But yeah, a lot of those farming things are really great programs. And, and as I've learned over time, the farming industry is changing, Right. They're using drones to look at stuff. They're doing all these high-tech things. So it isn't like back in the day. It is really, it can be, it can be your small organic thing. It can be this enormous entity that, you know, and there's points in between that veterans could engage in anything that they're very interested in. So again, average age of farmers in our country is getting older. So there's opportunities there just by virtue of the actuarial tables. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing what they're doing with the drones and they're spaying for pesticides and doing all the things on a daily basis that you would never think of as, oh, that's farming. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. got like a 200 pound octocopter with 50 yeah. gallons of stuff flying twice a week or something. Some dude comes in and does that for them. It's it's, yeah. uh, it's very high tech. Yeah, so it can be. So that's that's number four. Now, number three and I know you've covered this before with the folks here from the state of Virginia, which is not to forget state benefits, right? So state benefits often complement VA benefits. So the, many states have a GI Bill version for their own state that you can complement, okay? But they often have other benefits for veterans that if the federal benefits weren't hard and complicated enough, there's another layer of state benefits. They have their own complexities, but sometimes they fill in the blanks where the, the, the main VA, federal VA, couldn't offer. So they can complement home ownership, for example, certainly education, but they also often offer sort of sometimes more flexible emergency assistance. Many of them have grant money. Say, hey, I'm, I, I, I'm short this month. I need $1,000 or $1,500. They'll do that once for you if you find yourself in a difficult situation. There's also a range of benefits, reduced licenses, tax exemptions, and the like, which really can be important depending upon your condition. So one of the things I think we need to remind veterans of as they begin to think about where they're going to list the state treatment of veterans, the differences across the state really can make a big difference as they decide where they're going to move if they transition out and get a job, especially since so much of the work now is virtual and you can live anywhere. I was having the same conversation with a friend of mine who's retiring from service uh, very soon. And he was talking about moving back to Georgia or South Carolina. And I said, hey, you need to go check out the veterans benefits. He'd gotten hurt. And it, South Carolina's were like prime uh, real estate. I mean, everything. It was like two vehicles, no taxes, no retirement right. tax. And, and home, lo- home taxes were waived. Where in Georgia, it was much less. And he's like, oh, well, that makes the decision much easier. Here right. in the Commonwealth, we have a tremendous number of benefits, a property tax reduction, free licensing for your vehicle. And as we talked about just recently, the Military Survivors and Dependents Education Program, 
which is uh, complete tuition and mandatory fees for your dependents. If you're a certain level of a disability, I think it was 90% or more. That is one of the most generous in the entire country. That's much more so than even the federal benefits under chapter 35 for those that are 100%. I mean, it's it's it really does depend on where you live, but that's a great reminder to go look at those state benefits that are out there. And they also affect things like spouses, military spouses. So for example, some states offer preference like veterans preference in state hiring to their spouses, right? So you can even sort of, and and they, they and they do vary as you point with your friend from South Carolina, South Carolina and Georgia, they do vary, should do the comparisons and they are different. So while Virginia, for example, and it pains me as a Virginia veteran to talk about this, while it is a great education benefit, they do tax, they're one of seven states that tax military retirement pay. Well, that's something that needs to be changed because all the neighboring states do not. So given your choice between Virginia and South Carolina, Virginia and Tennessee, you can get a big bump in pay if you leave our state, which is just unfortunate. Well, I, I do have some good news for you. My friend, uh, John McGuire, put a bill through and it passed this year to uh, not tax military retirements. It just good. got passed it, this year. Has it been signed by the governor? Yep. Okay. It was so, just but, signed the, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, fantastic. So John, That's right. Yeah, it's brand new and it wasn't super advertised, but it okay. was a, definitely a, a benefit and we want to make Virginia a, a great place for retirees because there's so much wealth of knowledge and expertise. So yeah. that was a yeah. really great thing uh, to pass. Well, that's fantastic to know. And that's actually sort of related point, which is the states know just exactly what you said, Tyler, how valuable veterans are. Not only do they bring a wealth of experience and knowledge and the like, but don't forget, they often come with disability benefits, which is money being pumped into the state, or military retirement benefits is one of money being pumped in the state, or they will buy a home, which is great for communities in the mm -hmm. So states are actively competing for exactly this reason. So they're not I like to believe they're all super patriotic, but they're also understand the economic benefits that veterans bring with them. So it is something, and I'm glad Virginia, I'm glad you're telling me Virginia is being able to keep up because that is a source of frustration, I know, for many veterans. Self-interest in each of the states, and some do a lot more than others. Uh, Virginia is in the middling pack, and they're moving towards the front, which is always great. So what is your next, I think last, no, if I recall, no, no, I'm number, terrible number, numbers. Number two, number two, okay, number good. two, number two has to do with accessing benefits and care. And here I'm, here I'm talking about disability compensation, right? Because of course we sort of go, oh, okay, well go get a great job. If you've been hurt or injured or disabled in service, sometimes that's not possible. Disability compensation exists for that. Hey, I could have earned a better living, but now I'm unable to because of the, now the, the things that happened to me in service. So I don't want to belabor this, but just to make people, remind people to understand disability compensation is an earned benefit, understanding that there is some possibility you could be hurt while in service. Now, you immediately think, well, combat, but don't forget, the military trains all the time. Things happen. Once you're in service, things happen. And it includes even, I was playing basketball and I got hurt. That kind of counts. It was in service, okay? And so these things will, you know, affect you later in life. And so, don't want to go into a big conversation about that, but what people normally do is, oh, disability compensation, it's so hard. I would remind our audience, your audience, Tyler, veterans, don't forget, you can get free help from veteran service organizations, American Legion, DAV, Veterans of Foreign War, even Wounded Warrior Project to help you 
go through this process. And it's a process that you probably want to start earlier because I have a lot of veterans come to me and say, my hearing now is gone. I'm 50. I know you ever been to the VA? No, but it didn't bother me when I was in my late twenties and thirties. Inevitably, you're going to laugh. These are true stories. The wife will say, yeah, I'm tired of screaming at him. Can't you tell him what he should do? And it's like, yeah, get a service officer, apply for benefits. You don't get benefits. You get a hearing aid, get something. And that's just one example, knees, ankles, back, the kind of things that were likely hurt in service. So again, don't forget about that. It's again, think about the American dream earn a good living. Well, if you're physically unable to, that's what disability compensation helps deal with. And so there's lots of great folks out there to include service officers from your state. And all we remind veterans to do is look for accredited service officers. That means they've done some training and they've had a background check and that's generally better. I mean, this is America. So all veterans can make choices who will help them, but they do have a no cost option. Lots of low cost, no cost options. Go with the no cost. There's a lot of great folks out there that'll help you. It's an earned benefit. And I always am shocked kind of at the people who think that if I go get benefits, it's taking from someone else who deserves it just as much or more. No, it's just like the home loan, just like GI Bill. It's a benefit you earned. You're not taking anything from it. That's exactly right. It's very important. Again, start early because things only get, get worse as you get older. And that hearing example is a true example I believe it all day long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you understand. Now, the the number one thing I would point out is not so much a financial thing, but what I would call recognizing that we're part of what I would call the veteran community. And there there really should be, it's unspoken, but we should speak about our obligation to checking in on other veterans and just sort of remembering that the way this works is you leave the military, right? Where it's understood, this is a great team. It works really well together. And suddenly you're in the veteran community and it feels very different. So I remind everybody, the number one thing is check on your veteran buddies, do body checks, right? Because that's the part of the thing that you really can sort of pay attention to and see if they understand all these different things. And again, here's where there is a benefit, right? If you think your buddy's going through crisis, don't forget, or you sense something isn't right, don't forget the crisis hotline, right? So we really want to let people know that we understand there appears to be a lot of safety nets and benefits, but one of the most important safety nets is us checking in on people to make sure they are connected and we are aware of the situation. So the final number I would share with is just the crisis hotline, 800-273-8255, 24 hours a day. It isn't going to solve every problem, but it will allow some connectivity and begin to figure out, hey, what can be done through benefits, through assistance, through health checks alike, just so that we can let other veterans know there is a system in place to be aware, take care is too strong a word, but let you connect and and access these sort of things that you have earned. Paul, I never really thought of it that way as a benefit of being part of the veteran community, finding that purpose and that tribe among veterans. But yeah, that is a really good benefit. That uh, instant camaraderie you see with veterans from any era of any service, when you get them together, that automatically happens. But also checking in on the guys you, and gals you served with, making sure uh, you maintain that connectivity. I was literally uh, supposed to go this last week uh, to Fort Sill for a meeting. Things got changed. Uh, a friend of mine that I served with 30 years ago, he lives right out there in Lawton. 
And we were going to go see him. And I've literally seen when his kids were born. Now they're all married with grandkids. And I was like, wow, time has passed. Uh, But keeping that connection has has always been a special thing. And I'm sure every veteran has those exact same type of stories. And I think what happens often is, too, is in the story you're given, the older veterans, the more successful ones are always happy to help the younger ones, right? The, The newer veterans. So we should be reminding them all the time. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask for, says, hey, how does this work? How did this happen? What happened when you went through this? And so I think there's a sense of what I will call veterans helping veterans that we need to sort of be aware of. I would say almost be proud of because I'm sure Tyler, if anyone, hey, Tyler, can I ask you a question? I'm just transitioning. You would say yes in a heartbeat. And I think that's All what day. we need to we, we need to be conveying, right? So it was witnessed by your podcast, getting information to folks so they don't have to go through some of the trial and errors that other went through. So again, the crisis hotline is for maybe the most uncomfortably bad situations, but there's plenty of other opportunities to help. And that's where the buddy checks come in because often it's just like you said, hey, do you know somebody? You go, no, I don't know somebody, but I bet Tyler does. And suddenly now we have all kinds of interesting collaboration amongst veterans. Paul, I'm sure that you're just like me in that I don't know answers but I can get you an answer in two or three phone calls. And that's uh, often the success that people have is not necessarily what you know, but how you can find that information and get people connected. And that's often the most powerful things that people can do. We've been talking with Dr. Paul Lawrence, PhD, the former Undersecretary of Benefits at the VA with a top 10 benefits for chasing the American dream. I love it. I, I like number one, especially. I wouldn't have thought it that way if I wrote it down. Uh, and said, okay, what are the top benefits uh, that somebody could offer you as a veteran? That is, but I, I agree with it. I like it a lot because it is a camaraderie, a, a special uh, thing that we've all served. And it's a very, very special connection that we have. Paul, thank you so much for coming on, coming home well and sharing your top 10 about chasing the American dream. Great. Thanks for having me, Tyler. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this week on Coming Home Well with Dr. Tyler Pieron. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well. Coming Home Well.